0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 38 of the Tate Talks podcast. I am the host, as always, Tate Middleton. I don't know how I (laughs) fucked that up. Today I'm speaking to David Hughes. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? Pretty good. We've been chatting for an hour, so we are nice and warmed up. You are a professional comedy writer. Am I? Yes. No, I am, yes. Yes, you are. And you are here today to talk about how you got to that point, everything in between, um, which we have a fair, we're actually going to do multiple parts today. Um, cause we've been
1: trying to do this for about eight weeks. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you're always too busy. So yeah,
0: I know. I like wife, kids, yeah. all that type of jazz, Fucking rubbish. private jets, the cocaine, you know, someone's got to do it. Um, let's start. How did you get into writing? Like what's, well, how'd you get into comedy writing for one?
1: Well, I got into writing first when, um, so like I told you, I, I was traveling for a while. Yeah. And I just used to, I, I kept a diary. But it, do you remember when Facebook had that thing where it was just like a notes section, so you could just keep yes. this little thing? Yeah, I, yeah, I just yeah. did that, and uh and then I put it on a on a WordPress document, or a WordPress like you know uh, blog thingy. Yep, you know what a blog is. Everyone does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I uh, I did that for a bit, um and then that's where it started, and it just somehow started to get like a bit of traction and stuff, and and I ended up getting a, a like a a very terrible but um first book deal from that. Oh wait, wait, you wrote a book? Uh, five of them, yeah. But five I, Jesus. I wrote I wrote um a, a little series called The Last Clean Shirt. Okay. That was uh that basically said if you take it down off the public domain we can you know we can publish it. If you oh. if you write it and make it not a shitty blog but make it a book. We'll, yeah, yeah. Um we'll publish that. So we did it in three parts.
0: Did you have any writing knowledge at all you nah. just nah just nah. i read a lot
1: yeah but um i didn't i'm not educated in the slightest um yeah yeah so it <laughs> so no stupid. university no no, no, no
0: no. literally just had the the knack for it started and yeah. went from there
1: yeah i i mean i say or you say the knack for it i think because my my travel when my travelling started, I was very much into stuff like. Have you ever read Bill Bryson?
0: I haven't read any books. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. Not one of them
1: people. Okay. Well, uh, Bill Bryson is a like a very funny travel writer, and I just yeah. it, it, he has a book called Neither Here Nor There, which was literally the thing that made me go, "Oh, you need to leave England and just go and see more stuff." Oh, like, really? That was the book yeah. that made me do it. Um, and I, I probably adapted a little bit of his, his like style as well as we all do, yeah, you know, to begin it, with. Yep. Um, so I, that's, I mean, if I read them now, those books are probably a lot like some of his stuff, but just like a very heavily discounted version of <laughs> it. Um, but that's yeah, that was, that was where the writing started. Um, it was, we want to go right back. It was, I met my, my grandmother when I was about 22, 23 years old and she had Alzheimer's Oh, and, okay. and she, she suffered from like two strokes as well. I think. Yep. She well she couldn't speak. I know that much. Um, and I remember thinking like how shit it would be. At that time, I was, I was planning my travels, and I thought how shit would it be if I if I do all of this cool stuff and I've got oh. no memory or recollection of it. Yeah. I thought well at least this way my kids can like read yeah. that bit about you know me climbing Machu Picchu and falling asleep because I was drunk in an Inca house. And I yeah. thought well that I, I don't want to forget <laughs> yeah. everything, so yeah. I started I started journaling then, and then um yeah just I don't know, I guess I just thought this would be a cool thing to do while I'm just doing everything.
0: Yeah. And obviously, from there, it, it's pretty crazy that that's like now, I suppose the base of your career. Yeah, it's just um, you're like just travel, just fucking just writing about your travels. Yeah, pretty much. And the good thing is, on well, you, you enjoy your travels, and then it's so fresh in your mind that you're just repeating what's yeah. happened. Obviously, so is it like com? Is it, was it comedy styled?
1: I mean, it, yeah, because I always just thought like everything needs to be kind of like you know funny to be engaging. Yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah. that's obviously not true necessarily but well, if you're a great writer and obviously I wasn't and, and you know I don't think I am I think I just can extract the funny from stuff and then yeah. make a you know make a note of it so that's what I was doing I was just trying to I was just trying to be entertaining to the few people that I thought might read these things yeah um, and then uh, my my social media blew up from about 2013 or 14 or so yeah and the first book I believe came out in 2012 so yeah Um, I always thought of it as like a marketing tool for that but then as as my my Twitter especially started to just go a bit nuts I was like oh this is a really good opportunity to you know to use these you know the accounts of like travelling and stuff and Mm. use these and then show people that um, there might be some value in like following this cunt and and, and, uh, you know trying to entertain them
0: yeah so you've built up your following and stuff it's interesting because I am like I've never been much into social media but for you're selling the book and helping build your brand. Yeah, it works wonders. Or is it just a byproduct of putting a product out there that people want, and then they're like, "Ah, oh, I want to keep up to date with this person." Yeah, I think it's or more cunt, that. As you it's said. it's, it's, it's <laughs>
1: more. It's more. Um, Like if you use it as a marketing tool, it doesn't really work. Like if if you have, you can have like a million followers. If you're constantly going, buy my shit, download my stuff, download this thing. Like people don't really give a shit about that. Most people just follow guys or girls or whatever because they want free fucking jokes every day. That's what I did. When I started Twitter, I wasn't doing anything. I was just, I found all these funny people and I was just like, I get free stuff every day. This is just like, you know, the, entertainment. yeah. yeah. And then, then you go, actually, I could, I could probably do this. Let me try it. And, And that's where, yeah, that's where that happened. Um, but I don't, know, I don't really like social media too much, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, it's just, you just enjoy telling your jokes, I guess.
1: Yeah. I try and, you know, engage with people and stuff. Cause that's what, yeah, yeah. that's what you should do. But it's fucking exhausting. Yeah. Well, it you, you
0: have over a hundred thousand Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's a lot of fucking people.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, um, I mean, yeah, it is, but it's also, uh, like, it's, you can either get like really consumed with it, as a lot of yeah, people okay. do, or you can treat it what it is, yeah, which is like scum that they are. <laughs> yeah, subhuman scum. <laughs> but I mean, for Twitter, especially for me, for ages, was like a little, like, tester. It was a little, yeah. little like, notebook. I could write these jokes and, and then put them out there. And if they work, they work. And if they don't, like, oh, I guess that's not, I guess that yeah. was funny to me, and it's not yeah. funny to anyone else. Um, so it was yeah it was pretty good for that but I I do struggle with like you know everyone commenting and shit and you have to keep up with that yeah
0: so do you obviously anything you do has seen by X amount of people then other people will comment and blah 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 do do you actively have to write shit like if someone goes hey fucking David really enjoyed that do you have to be like cheers mate
1: (laughs) I, I, I do it like way less than most people I think especially most people with a a big following they like to do it because if you keep that engagement going that's how you grow but I got to a point maybe like two years ago where I stopped focusing on that because other what happens with Twitter especially is that when somebody sees that you can do this every day consistently for mm-hmm. X amount of years, they may have only just found you, but they can go back to like 2013 yeah. when you started and go, oh, this dude just fucking never stops. I'll pay him to do it for me. And that's pretty much what happens. Like somebody will employ oh. you to, to either run their account okay. or to you know write on something else, whether it's a, you know, a panel show or a, you know, write articles for them and stuff. Yeah. So the more people started asking me to do that, I was like, I can't like, I have to come up with you know joke packets we call them for like you know maybe 20 original jokes per week for this guy for this guy for this guy guy. so you're writing like two or three hundred jokes you don't really have time for yourself so what what I was doing at one point I still kind of do it now is the stuff that people don't buy I look at and I go can I use this it's kind of in my voice. Like it could be, I yeah. can change it and make it in my voice. Yeah. Cause you might've written it for, you know, like a parenting website or a dating website or something, but you can, you can change it around a little bit and keep it for yourself. So I do the, it's a bit of a cop out, but I do that a little bit now. Yeah. Because the time that it takes to do it is like fucking crazy.
0: I'm just curious to see, like, you know how you said joke packets and you write for other accounts and this and that. Yeah. How do you work out a fee? You know what I mean? Do they say we will give you this money?
1: Well, initially. Yeah. No one wants to pay you anything, yeah, yeah, until true. someone does, and then as soon as someone does, then you start getting a little braver, slash, understanding that there is money, yeah, like in like w- the first time I was asked to write for anyone, they were basically like, "Oh, we can't afford to pay you. That's not really in the budget." But you know, we, we do it for exposure and all this yeah. shit. And and when you're young, fresh, and all this little sort of thing, you're like, "Yeah, no, I do. I need there." two, three hundred thousand followers, or whatever. You don't really think about ad revenue and, and, yeah. and the fact that they do have a budget for this. Most yeah. people do have a budget for this. Um, and then as soon as you get paid for it, you're hang on a second. Yeah. These cunts are going to give me like a $100 per joke and you guys have been giving me like nothing for six months. Uh-huh. So the next time it comes around, you're like, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do them, but like, I want this. Yeah. Um, and then you start getting like retainer fees from, from other bigger places as well that where they'll just pay you to... Just be there. Like yeah. you get like a staff writer fee, which isn't a lot. Like in most cases, it's like maybe a hundred or hundred fifty US. Well,
0: that's just fucking unprofessional. That was <laughs> that was my phone. Sorry. Was it important though? Yeah, uh, we'll never know. We oh, it's not know. even saved. It's yeah, not no, it's some scumbag as we all fucking. <laughs> Fuck them. Um, so sorry. Back to the
1: fee. Um, yeah. So you, you like some places will pay you a, a retainer fee which is it can be as little as about 50 bucks or as much as like you know to, or in my experience like two or three hundred dollars just as yeah. like a staff writer fee so
0: how often would you get that every week every week oh, yeah. okay
1: but you know and that helps with then turning other stuff down which is free yes because you yeah. you know initially you're like no i, I if, if someone wants me to write for them and and gonna put my name to it i should do it yeah and i was like that for the longest time and then it was uh, you know if someone's going to pay me to write something i should do it because yeah. that's what i want to do i want to be that and then you start to as you know as, as work increases then you can then prioritize and go okay but realistically they want to pay me like basically fucking peanuts to do what's yeah. going to take me like six hours yeah yeah whereas these guys i can do this job in about 20 minutes and they're going to pay me like a grand like i'm no. just going to do that instead yeah so it's not like um it's hu- basically it's hard is my point like negotiating those kind of fees is very difficult yeah. to begin with especially as no one wants to talk about it nobody wants to tell you what a you know suitable fee is for writing an article first time i wrote an article i think was for i think it was for like playboy or something like that like when when playboy were doing like their, 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 their like funny stuff yeah, yeah, yeah um i think it was for like fucking 50 dollars or something yeah and then you know other places will ask you to do something and it's x amount of words and it's like two hundred dollars or two hundred fifty dollars and you're like well, why was i saying yes to that because because yeah, you don't like know Playboy too, it yeah. like a zillion dollars <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah yeah um yeah it varies as well like
0: self-worth with money is one of the hardest things oh to, it really is yeah. it really is
1: and there was this animation studio that i was working with it was a youtube animation studio which fuck it, i'm going to name them because they're terrible but um <laughs> it, it's uh it's pencilmation right and they have this they have millions of subscribers followers they get hundreds of millions of views on their videos so obviously they have massive ad money yeah um and there's this character called pencilmation he's like the protagonist of this thing and the genius of it is that there's no language it's like pingu so it's universal right everyone watches this fucking stuff but it is dog shit and the guy asked me if i would if i would write some scripts for him and i said yeah and he uh, he said, we'll pay you uh, $700 per script. Mm-hmm. And I was like, $700 per script, especially at that time as well, because yeah. I was working in a warehouse getting like f- uh, probably that a week, maybe a little bit more than yeah, that a week because yeah, yeah. completely unskilled. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, absolutely. And I can do like two of these a week. And then suddenly I'm, you know, I'm balling, and that's with nothing else going on, yeah. just with these two. So I did that for a bit, and then I, I kind of got a little bit greedy because I was like, this is taking me some time as well, time and effort, and I didn't like doing it. Yeah. So I upped the fee a bit, and then they just went, ah, we we can't afford that. Yeah. And I just, you know, so I talked, I've talked myself out of jobs as well, but I've also, you know, I think there's been plenty of occasions where you come in, they come or comes in with an offer and it's like more than you could yeah. imagine. You go, yes, 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 yeah. absolutely.
0: <laughs> that's amazing.
1: Yeah, and then you kind of regret it afterwards because you're like, fuck, how much could I actually have gotten from you? Yeah. I don't mean that in a greedy way either. I just, my time is the most valuable thing to me. Yeah. And I think it, it really is to everyone, but I don't, you know, I think it takes a little while to understand and that's what it is. Especially mm. if you have like, uh, like I have a kid, I have a five-year-old so I want to spend as much time at home with him as I possibly can, yeah. and that doesn't include working for like you know I don't want to work like ten hours a day and be out of the house from seven in the morning till you know five in the evening or whatever. That's yeah, not yeah. that's not my jive at all. I can't yeah. do that. So yeah. time is the thing. So whenever I can, whenever I can accept a job and know that it's gonna I don't know cover bills or whatever for like however long. that's what i do i go oh this means that i don't have to do too much over this next period yes if you know
0: so how do you get from like so you get a job right if i could like through a script or whatever yeah what do they give you
1: so are we talking script writing like tv now yeah actually i think we'll
0: fucking we'll save that for later okay so i'm jumping too far ahead what i want to chat about is how did you what do you reckon the influences for your your stand up and humour and stuff would be or do you have any
1: Um, I think like the earliest person I enjoyed like we mentioned earlier was like Billy Connolly he was like the, the first person that I saw uh, like really, kind of animated on stage, and he was swearing. He was saying "fuck" a lot, and I was like, yeah. "This is amazing." Um, I, I don't. I think I really appreciated what he was at the time, because I was very young. So he's been around for like four hundred years. Yeah, is um, he still alive? Yeah, yeah. He's quite sick now. Yeah. I believe but Parkinson's, he's been, or he's
0: been sick for like a long time. Yeah, but he's rich. So yeah, if yeah. you're so rich and you're sick, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get an extra twenty years out of it. Yeah, oh,
1: he's a he's a treasure though. That man. I hope he. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so I I enjoyed him at first, and then um I had a, a very rough upbringing myself and I I remember learning that about him and he was like oh he's like it's like the light at the end of the tunnel like this man is happy and he's entertaining people and I thought that was like he was the just an illustration basically that if if someone can go through hell and come out the other side and it's not like the end of the world if you're in a bit of a a shit spot Yeah. so he, he was like maybe not inspirational to comedy but just in general to like getting through the first half of a shitty life Yeah, like he was definitely like a, a pinnacle for that so you and had that, a rough childhood yeah yeah um, yeah pretty rough
0: yeah so did that like so you reckon that has uh, as you said Billy Connolly was someone that you you liked and he got through the fucking shitty times and yeah he was a big fucking uh, happy guy on stage he seems like he's pretty fucking joking. yeah
1: absolutely. and I, you know that was like a, a big thing too was knowing that he did that yeah. I thought, well, like, oh, you could do that too. If you can talk about what you've gone through in the right way, then yeah. you can show other people that, especially younger people who, yeah. you know, it's a cycle. It never fucking ends. Yeah. Um, that, like, the bit that you're in now is just the bit that you're in now. Mm. Like, you're going to become an adult at some point and, and you can change your fortunes. Type, yeah, and you're yeah. going to get taller and people aren't going to be so scary yeah, anymore yeah. and you can go and do your own thing. Yeah. But when you're a kid, like, that seems impossible.
0: Yeah, true. It's, it's like... It, it's hard to even look as like I'm 31 now yeah, and it's hard to look, it's maybe COVID's probably dampened it even a bit more, but it's kind of hard to look for myself even a year in advance, you know, because it's always, yeah, it's there's a good things point. I would like to do yeah. and stuff like and that. And no,
1: there's, there's so much uncertainty, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. So, like you were talking about, um, oh, actually, I think it was on the, I don't think we were talking about, I think you were talking about on the podcast with Conway about, Yeah, you know, he was saying he wants to go back to the to U S and he yes. was saying about visas and stuff. And, yeah. but you know, not only with the uncertainty of being a certain age and, and all yep. that sort of stuff, it's, you know, what's going to happen with borders. And, and yeah.
0: yeah, it's hard. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's hard to, like, we're trying to go to one of my mates, uh, 40th next year in New Zealand. That oh. was like, we were like, Oh, it'd be cool to go over to that. And then my mate just sent me a message before saying, it's closed until April. And we're just like, yeah. fuck. So your birthday was in Feb. Yeah. So all that shit, you're like, oh, no, it's getting towards progressing. It's better. It's like, we're going to get into this. We can travel, do this. And then it's like, nope. This yeah. country's doing that now because of COVID. And yeah. And that's blah, the thing blah. as well. Like,
1: we're all doing different things like there's countries yeah. that are concerned everyone's doing like a different thing i remember uh, i remember it was very recently one of my friends got married in england um, the wedding was in norway oh. and then they had because his wife is norwegian and then they had um uh, another sort of celebration in london a couple of, about a month or two later yep. and i was unable to go to both of them because um i was unvaxxed and there was the not an anti-vaxxer by the way <laughs> just uh talk more on that later but yeah i was unvaxxed i still am um and then you know like quarantine and all that sort of stuff like coming yeah. back i was like oh man this is especially the london part like going to london for the reception like which was after the fact was like I'm going for like a day for a party and yeah. I'm gonna it's gonna cost me thousands and thousands of dollars in like flights and, and and quarantine there or on the way back, I wasn't sure. Yeah. I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's just you don't know what's going on. So you just go, ah fuck it, I'll just stay here then.
0: Yeah, well that I mean the good thing about Western Australia is It's nice. <laughs> yeah, And it's up and running. Yeah. Like yes. my mates didn't do any stand up in two thousand and 21 realistically they did that yeah fucking shit zoom stuff and if there's a person listening and i don't know your mentality maybe <laughs> you've done it but this is just me if you're doing or trying to do zoom comedy shit just stop
1: i've never entertained the idea and i think even if we were shut down like we were talking earlier about um i've been very fortunate Man, we're doing like a lot of gigs yeah. in this first year that i've been doing it make no mistake there's, there's other reasons why one is because we're here yes right I'm not getting paid gigs over like Easter or anywhere yeah, like that. Yeah, That's yeah. not happening for me. And two, and I think most importantly is that be- because this scene is happening and hasn't really come to a standstill at all, there's been all the opportunities for me to take all the gigs in the world. Yeah. you know, So I've, it's definitely been beneficial to people like me, like yeah. new to comedy w- while the rest of the fucking world is shut down and people are coming to gigs literally because they're going, oh, we're still allowed outside. Yes, like, yeah. know, it's, it's a big thing.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, also fuck your Zoom gigs. We, I'm,
1: <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't imagine doing what's that. What's the fucking point? What yeah. is
0: I've do Zoom like, you know, Zoom fuck I, I chatted to one of my mates yesterday on the fucking the phone and every second word it was fucking stuffing up and then he's laughing and I'm like, Did this kind just say a joke? Or like yeah. is he having a stroke? Or I don't know what's <laughs> going on now. And it's it's dumb. It's yeah. like, oh, but it's stage time where's the fucking stage you're fucking Yeah, there's no
1: stagecraft yeah you're not not learning anything from oh i don't think you can learn anything from doing that other than just doing material that you're either working or happy with to get paid for because i know people get paid for those zoom gigs right there's
0: some do yeah yeah well this was the
1: other thing like somebody did invite me to one of these things or maybe it was one of the vr things or whatever and they're like oh it's unpaid i'm like look i'm not i'm not saying i should be paid for everything that i do yeah however yeah why would i do this of all fucking things when i can go and do actual live comedy right now yeah. that's why i didn't understand
0: it's insane i i get it that people the, the reason this podcast started was because of covid yeah like there was just nothing to do back home yeah. in victoria yeah and i was like well, fuck i'll just chat to people mm. i can chat one-on-one with someone and then the idea at the start was like oh even if it doesn't work i can do it over zoom and stuff and then i listened to a couple and saw them and Stuff like that. I'm like, there's no rapport. There's no fucking... When you're not face-to-face. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, you don't get those little sub hints of like, you ask a question and someone's like... yeah, You know, you're like, <laughs> I don't really want to answer that. And you're like, all right, fine. And it's
1: also like, when you... I don't know about you, but if I listen to a podcast and the first thing I hear is... That they are via Zoom. And I don't mean like announced it, but you can hear that there's like, oh, it sounds like you're on the other end of a phone. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not listening. I need to really, really want to listen to that guest. Yes, Like I need to be 100% invested in that guest to to carry on listening to that. Otherwise, I want to hear that you're in the same room. Yeah, I know it's not like, you know, it's not ideal all the time, but that's what I want. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I would... This is honest. I, if someone was like, Hey, you could talk to, let's say, someone with a bit of like fuck, um, a sports star or something like that. I, I honestly think I would go, You know what? If the opportunity is for me to chat to that person via Zoom, mm. there should be an opportunity somehow, somewhere, sometime to do it in, in the future that I could do it in person and yeah. I will save that interview. Yeah, yeah, I'll because, bank that. Yeah, yeah, you know, like as a few few of my mates have done like UFC fighters and stuff like that which is fucking sick and they've yeah. actually worked out quite well because they're good at the tech side yeah. I'm not okay yeah. and I know I would fuck it up yeah and then I'm losing it but I would be like you know I'll wait two years and I'll mm-hmm. be like hey can I chat to you in person I'll come to this and we'll work that but the fucking the zoom stuff just doesn't work for me and comedy co- live comedy like don't don't even yeah. kid yourself it's a fucking joke Like, where's the atmosphere it's not no it's like half the reason that shit's funny is because someone laughs like a fucking horse (laughs) you know it's all that type of shit so it's uh, I mean it's just me I like being in the room for. I even struggle with specials watching them yeah Yeah. like I have to like immerse myself in like the I don't watch them with other people because if they don't laugh at that joke then I'm like or was that funny I have to yeah. it has to be all my response reactions yeah. and I had to be like alright this is 100% that's and weird I, to I be like the... doing that
1: too I actually like watching them in bed by myself yeah. on my laptop Yeah. rather than like you know in the front room on, on the TV or whatever especially my wife's got the weirdest sense of humor ever and she doesn't like half the shit I like yeah. Well, so I, yeah exactly that I don't want to sit there and be like what the fuck aren't you laughing
0: yeah yeah and then you laugh at something real fucked yeah <laughs> and they're like my, my like kind of That was my go-to for like a second date would be a comedy club (laughs) yeah and i just see what first one was out like is dumb because you don't get to chat to them yeah so you're like well i can we can sit here for an hour and a half and listen to comedy But we're just lying to each other in that first date all the time anyway yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's true it's a a job interview for a different type of job yeah you know um and then it's fucking you you go to a comedy show second or third date and you watch what they laugh at you're like oh this bitch is sick yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna like this yeah (laughs) you know so that type of shit but it's Comedy for me has to be live, yeah. But I mean, it's probably changed a lot too in with memes and stuff coming, yeah, around. You know, like you you do a lot of jokes on Twitter and stuff like yeah. that, which they're not memes, but they are fucking.
1: I mean, yeah, they're a, they're a type, the of, type meme, of meme. I guess. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah,
0: but yeah, it's that type of short, sharp, bam. Mm. Like, I suppose it really wouldn't existed if. Well, I mean, the internet's probably more the main thing of that, isn't it?
1: what's te- that like the brevity te- of
0: yeah technology catching up to you can open your phone and look at images yeah. you can look at that small things of writing and stuff whereas yeah. and it's in your pocket and it's all built perfectly them. Yeah, and
1: it. now we have like eight different apps like just all basically for that
0: yeah yeah
1: it doesn't matter what you try and make an app for like i don't know what instagram was initially designed for but i mean let's be fair most of us are just sharing memes on it
0: yeah pretty much yeah
1: you know there was a little period where people were taking pictures of their lunches or something but now it's you know 90 yeah. percent of the accounts i follow uh are just people sharing funny shit <laughs> that's all i want to see
0: attain yeah. me for free that's pretty much what it is now though yeah entertain me for free yeah and the videos and whatever they are are now digestible to be done so quick yeah if they're not if a video is longer than about 15 seconds i'm out
1: oh same and yeah. like when someone sends me something and they go oh this is hilarious and i look at it and it's like two minutes 20 i'm like fuck off man do you hate me yeah. like what the fuck
0: yeah. i've got that's that's potentially like 10 different videos yeah. of different shit don't yeah. give me that yeah or if fucking... someone like
1: actually holds their phone to you like and goes oh look at this I, I quite literally touch the screen and I'll see how long it is I'm like I'm sorry I don't want to watch this fucking yeah. video of your kid <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fuck that, off <laughs>
0: yeah um, you did mention that you were homeless which yeah. I just want to like I know that's a we didn't touch it on the, the podcast but obviously you went from shitty childhood
1: I went from sh- shitty, shitty childhood that I thought I'd probably die if i stayed where i was yeah. so i left it yeah i thought the better option was just to live on a street cuz the uh, be being like um like it was it was pretty horrible to, uh, like with my my mum and then at her point was like you know different boyfriends and stuff like that it was yeah. just a very dangerous place to be so i thought i'll probably end up getting killed here yeah yeah so i just thought that the best option was to just to leave even if that meant sleeping rough which it did a lot of the time but because i like in the town that i grew up in i ended up sleeping like community centers and i would break into my school and stuff and i would just there there was plenty of other places to kind of kind of sleep and then like friends couches and stuff sometimes without you know letting too much on because i was still young i was like i was like 15 16 yeah um and for whatever reason like you don't ever want to expose that stuff like you never want to like i'm happy to talk about it now but like at the time i it was like nobody can ever find out yep that like the pe- people that are like contracted to love you don't, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so again. you did never want to let that on, yeah. uh, and and the, you know that everything is just a fucking mess. Yeah. Because I know you don't want sympathy, and for whatever reason you want help, but you don't want to ask for it. I think mean, yeah. it's just part of being a maybe just a really fucking young stupid male. Or whatever. Yeah. But me. it was just uh, yeah mortified that anyone would find out, so I did that instead for about a year and a half.
0: You still go to school?
1: Uh, I did. Yeah. 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 yeah did you finish school when I was 60 yeah we finished school in England when we were 16 so I finished year 11 yeah and then um, I went to college for like a year because I played a lot of basketball and I just wanted to go and carry on playing basketball and I had no idea what to do as well yeah and I was pretty fucking stupid my brain like didn't turn on until I was like 22 or something I swear (laughs) to god it was just off all the time yeah yeah um and so uh it, the government give you like an education maintenance allowance yep. for um, for going to for going to college if you don't have any money so uh i was getting like 20 pounds or something a week at the time i don't know what inflation has done to that but yeah 23 um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then i worked in a bar for a bit and that's yeah. when i started making my own money yeah okay so it, it, that was uh yeah it lasted like a year and a half maybe
0: so a year and a half of you on the street yeah
1: yeah I was just not having like anywhere to stay and it was like you no know, fixed address yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, couldn't get a bank account or anything like that because of it so um, yeah I actually got a friend of mine's dad when I let a lot sort of you know be known what was happening yeah, he, yeah. his dad was a firefighter and he got me a bank account by vouching for me oh sweet because they had to like he had to like sign some stuff I couldn't it, the banking account couldn't have anything you know like you can it was literally just a place to put money in and take it out yeah okay um, but then I banked with them for a while so yeah, yeah it was, it's, it's fucking it's a tricky like thing because they want like you know your address and bills and stuff like that for you to open an account and I'm like well I'm kind of, like 16 how the yeah, fuck I can't yeah, get yeah. this stuff yeah true and it was the same with like my my birth certificate and passport and stuff
0: Oh, I could, yeah! just couldn't
1: get hold of any of that stuff Because there was no one to to ask or talk to about it I actually, I ended up, um, I got a passport like pre-9-11 Okay And it had uh, Kildare on it Which was a place in Ireland Which I assumed that I was born in Because that's oh. the stories that I'd heard <laughs> And then I went to renew it post-9-11 And the lady at the Irish Embassy in London went Ah oh, yeah, no one's born in Kildare because there's no hospitals
0: oh I was like, okay maybe. Were you like it was in the back of a car yeah i
1: was like maybe it was in like a car or something yeah and she went yeah, it's probably not though so i'm just gonna put them cars there <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly no one knows how to drive in yeah. ireland that'd uh probably back of a ho- back of a horse maybe yeah. <laughs> um so she just put dublin so i was like yeah so apparently I'm, i was born in dublin sweet but i still i always think like you can't say that no one's ever born in kildare someone yeah, was, someone yeah, probably was <laughs> i don't
0: understand Couldn't i mean, been the first well there's been people born for thousands of years before hospitals exactly, exactly. so you'd be like no I was in a cave yeah. uh, and and
1: I'd already ascertained that my parents didn't give a fuck so maybe I just like fell out of her and she went oh alright yeah. stay there then uh, another so, one so you know
0: <laughs> yeah yeah fuck yeah so uh, being homeless though like do you like do you reckon that has a an effect on your comedy like obviously it would be pretty fucking tough
1: um, it has an effect on everything but in, in, in like a very positive way yeah because like that's if if you if you can get past that you, mm. you just kind of feel like invincible almost yeah. in a that's probably not the right way of putting it but you just feel like oh, that's what's the worst now that can yeah, happen true. i thought the worst that can happen would that i would get killed in the home that i lived in i thought that was what was going to going to happen i would yeah. either get like starved or they were gonna like lock me up or you know just fucking beat me to death like things that they did but hadn't yeah. done to the full extent Extend, at that yeah. point. So I thought, like, well, this is going to happen, so I need to get away from it. And then I realised that, you know, even even at that point, being homeless wasn't as bad as being in a house with those people. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, this is this is way easier. Like, yeah. it is actually easier. So it was it was quite. A, yeah it was more of an empowering thing You yeah. just feel like ah we can do this yeah we can do this we can just all we have to do now is just get a job and make our own money and then we're on easy street for a bit yeah. and obviously it wasn't that simple but it was fairly easy
0: well, I mean you're alive to do it though yeah
1: I think it's funny like I was talking to someone about this a little while ago it was actually to to Pinder and um, one of the most like horrifying experiences also was one of the, now when I think about it, it was quite funny and I do want to talk about it on stage or at least find a way to talk about it on stage. But so much of this stuff I can't talk about because it's just too dark and it's yeah. not fucking, it's not nice to hear, but I was locked uh, in a, yeah, like, I think it's quite typical here, but in England you have the staircase to your house, right? And then you have a little cupboard under the stairs, but like Harry Potter. I was just about, where, yeah. Harry lives, like yeah. where Harry Potter lives. Where Harry Potter lives so I had to live where Harry Potter lived for like a couple of days. So you're the just, OG Harry Potter. i mean There was no bed though; it was just uh, locked in this little cupboard under the stairs. But there was a, a vacuum cleaner that had a face on it, and I just made friends with this vacuum cleaner with a face. I was very young; I was like ten or something, so you ten went from or eleven Harry years old.
0: Harry Potter to the Marty Bush
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Like, oh cause you started watching yeah. The Boosh haven't you
1: I'm so happy I'm so happy you watched The Boosh it's great um, but that might have been um, the start of like of of being funny because I oh, okay, I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. remember like conversing with this fucking vacuum cleaner because I thought I was going to go insane yeah fuck. Um, so that was quite cool probably a little bit more like uh, Wilson and, and, yes. and Tom Hanks in uh, yeah. Cast Away yeah yeah but uh, that might be where it started. Who knows? Who knows? Everything happens for a reason, Tate. Everything happens for a reason.
0: Yeah, true. I mean, it led us together. It did. Look, <laughs> it got us here. It didn't take long. It took a... F- <laughs> like, I
1: feel so bad about that as well. I was like, oh, I can't today, mate.
0: It's so I had plenty of time off, so it's worked yeah. out quite well. I've got you yeah, for multiple hours today. Yeah, yeah. I've and I've locked the door, so, <laughs> uh, so you're staying here. It's yeah, well, early as well. It's yeah, I mean, early. it's... Yeah, that's obviously fucking... Horrible to hear that that shit. You yeah, seem very well adjusted for so. Obviously, you know because maybe it's done. It's just yeah. it's a
1: thing that happened. Like everyone has their stories, and everyone yeah. like it's you know relatively. Yeah,
0: and you said you're thirty nine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Old as fuck. So obviously um, it happened
0: many moons ago, but still. Uh, yeah, it's you probably, years ago. Yeah, yeah, you can still think. Of, like, yeah. Obviously, it fucking still burnt in your fucking brain.
1: Yeah, I mean some things you don't forget. Whether it's on, I don't think anything is like a uh, you know I I don't. I don't think about anything oh, i wish i didn't fucking think about this or i didn't have this or or even, even to a point if i'm being quite honest i'm glad that i went through pretty much all of it because i think like oh now you're in a place that you like and you yes you have a a lot going on that you're happy about and proud yeah. of and, and all the rest of it and like well, maybe it wouldn't have worked out that way yeah which i know is a bit of a fucking cliche thing to say but it just i do i do think that sometimes i just think well, it all leads to you know where you are now do you like it or do you not Like, yeah. and, and the fact is you do you do like it Yeah. so uh, I don't really re- I think the other thing as well is um, like with the Billy Connolly thing for sure is, was seeing the effect that he had on me just in that one me understanding that he'd gone through this awful childhood and he'd yeah. come out the other end of it and I thought well, you might be able to show other people I haven't really been actively trying to do that if I'm being quite honest I have written about it I've been yeah. you know on my own podcast and social media and stuff I was very like vocal about about um, childhood and stuff, yeah. But I do like to think that you know, it, even if one person hears it and they're going through shit, they go like, "Oh, he's all right now. He's okay."
0: Well, that's, I suppose, the the main thing that fucking you can address it and talk about it and hopefully shed the light on fucking yeah. It sucks, but I mean, there is a there is a light at the end just of the sucks tunnel. It yeah. yeah,
1: that's all. It just sucks now. Yeah. Other in like when you're in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that there's I'm not like dismissing that a lot of people go through that sort of stuff and then we'll just carry that trauma with them like for the rest of their lives Yeah, yeah and true. I know that's a big thing um, I'm sure there's something different chemically or whatever with, yeah, with how um, we all process things you kind of get but lucky I'm, in the
0: way that you've been able to yeah, well, maybe lucky, not lucky
1: but, but lucky or just maybe just not as fucking smart or like switched on <laughs> as some people that yeah, like okay. maybe overthink things and I yeah. just you leave just... things where they are. Yeah. <laughs> you went,
0: they're done. It's done. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. It's done. I'm like, well,
1: I'm not kidding anymore. That stuff is done. Like, yeah. you know, it's just, it's over now. Yep. No one's locking you anywhere now. Like you can eat whenever you want. Like what the fuck? Yeah. yeah true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not really a thing.
0: But... Yeah. Well, that's fucking, yeah, it's pretty crazy living on the street and stuff, but bit. A little bit. yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those ones where, like, for me, I like I can't fathom that.
1: Yeah. Well, luckily, most people can't. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's one of those ones where I'm ju- you're just like, yeah, I did this, and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah sick.
1: But also like, you know, you and I have discussed the whole traveling thing as well. Yeah. Like I, I lived like a homeless person when I traveled as yeah, there too, because yeah, I was yeah. like, we can do this, we know we can. Yes. So I, it was very different because I had a lot of money in the bank and I was like, I knew I had a plan, you yeah. know, and I knew that if I really wanted to you I was just going to stay in whatever hotel you want. Yeah. But also I, i don't know what you were like but i would rock up to like a city at like four in the morning or something and be like i'm not paying for a hostel because they'll charge me for the first couple of hours and then they'll charge me again for the next day i'll just eh. sleep at a bus station until like lunchtime or every time I, I can get woken up and then i'll go and check in
0: yeah.
1: Um, yeah so that having that kind of maybe that like background for want of a better word was <laughs> yeah. uh, a good way to introduce, <laughs> me, to introduce me to that It'll and also camping yeah yeah but also like not having uh i'm not very materialistic i never have been. yes so i think that's that, that's definitely an advantage I, I would definitely put that in the tick column so like yeah. I don't really give a shit about stuff yeah and maybe growing up that way and, and then going into traveling and stuff has always been a sound uh, in fact up until recently as in the last five six years like building a house and having a kid and stuff like I didn't really have anything before that either yeah okay but mostly by design I just yeah, yeah. I always figured like well you don't know where you're going to stay because when I got here, I was like, "As in, like, which country I was going to stay in?" I thought, at yeah. "Some point you might have to go home, or you're going to have to, you know, go to some other country and see if you can make that work. Yeah. If this doesn't work, because they do make it difficult." Yes, um, I've heard so that. So I was just like, well, don't have too much shit then.
0: How what? How long have you been in Australia? Uh, about
1: ten years now. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. And that was after your travels in South America.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was actually the the end of the last trip, and then I came here. Yeah. So I was like. Kind of tossing up what to do next, and I didn't really, didn't really know. The guy that I was traveling with at the time, he he went back to Scotland, um, and then he came back here a few months later. But I just, I, yeah, I just came and just went. All right, let's see if I can make this work. But I'd already yeah. exhausted like the two-year working holiday visa. Yeah. Because I did that in in like I did one year, and then I went off, and then I came back, and then did the other year, and then it's went to South a- America. Yeah. Okay. And then I was like, ah, so what now? So I came back on like a tourist visa. Then yeah
0: oh so you went here first then south america then back here and then
1: yeah sort of like the <laughs> so do you know what i will do yeah
0: because this is led perfectly into that we're up to like 40 minutes okay so we'll end it here for episode 38 yeah and then we we'll go to episode 39 we'll talk about your travels yeah cool and then we'll fucking go from there ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening uh We'll be back next week. And by that, I mean in 30 seconds when I (laughs) click the button on and off. And uh, yeah, so this has been episode 38.
1: Thanks for having me. I'll see you again in five seconds.
0: That's it.